Hello and welcome to You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. Before we get started, if you like the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you use. It really helps other folks find us. If you'd like to be a guest, recommend a game, or just say hi, you can find me on Twitter at NotAlone underscore horror, or email me at YouUAreNotAlonePod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I am so sorry for the delay on this episode. I've had a lot going on lately, and it has gotten in the way of the podcast. I'm hoping that we shouldn't have any more delays for the next set of episodes. A little bit about that. We are wrapping up Heroic Accord this week, Cat McDonald's amazing JRPG-inspired game of wandering heroes in a world haunted by war. Our next episode, on August 20th, will be the start of a multi-part game of Haunted Hills Academy by Jeffrey Hayes. Haunted Hills Academy is a really cool Powered by Fate game where you play teens at a haunted boarding school, trying to balance dealing with ghosts and monsters while trying to pass your classes. Jeffrey joins us to run a game of Haunted Hills Academy for me. Haunted Hills Academy is coming to Kickstarter in October, and I am really excited to get to release these episodes before the Kickstarter launches. After that arc, which will be three or four episodes like this one, I'm going to take a little break going to be moving in the fall and I'm going to need some time to get ready for that and get my recording and editing rig moved. Once I'm settled in the new place, we'll jump back in for all the spooky goodness that you love. So let's do a little recap. Mitchell is a wanderer from the desert who is called by a great wandering turtle to become a hero. While returning home from one of his adventures, Mitchell's been passing through the goat home of Velt, a serene pasture that has grown up over the epicenter of a terrible war a hundred years earlier. Mitchell came across a small cottage that definitely should not have been there. Inside, he met Marjorie, an old woman who had been living alone on the veldt for quite some time, something people just do not do. As Mitchell sat down to have a meal and some tea, Marjorie started acting stranger and stranger, even hurting herself and not seeming to notice. After healing her with some of his magic, Marjorie turned in for bed and Mitchell decided to investigate the hidden basement he had noticed earlier. After nothing out of the ordinary seemed to be going on in the basement, Mitchell decided to continue his journey, planning to leave a thank you note for Marjorie. That is when Mitchell met Jacob, Marjorie's son who returned home suddenly. Two things were apparent. Jacob was a veteran of the war, and he was definitely a ghost. After visiting with his mother, Jacob told Mitchell that whatever that was in the bedroom, it was not his mother, and Mitchell agreed to help investigate. Back in the basement, Mitchell and Jacob did some digging, literally, and found a medal from the war in Marjorie's body, buried in the basement. It was at that moment that they heard a terrible crying upstairs and made an awful revelation. And it is in that moment that I think Mitchell realizes that Marjorie is a horror. Marjorie is the depth of despair that a mother feels when she finds out her son has died at war. 
She is a, a weeping, broken human being who has lost everything to the awfulness that humans are capable of. And I think also in this moment, since since Mitchell rolled with survival, Mitchell is able to tell that whatever it is roaming around upstairs has not left the bedroom yet. It is still in the bedroom area of the house. Uh, Mitchell's going to take a deep breath. He's going to... Oh, damn it. It's not her anymore. But it was. Maybe we can help if you want to try. If you don't, we can go. And Jacob, like, takes a breath, and he's still processing all of this. Like, he's he's dead. Um, his mother is dead. Everything is... Everything is kind of wrong. But he, he nods at you. Okay. We're going to go upstairs, and we're going to try. And he takes a deep breath, uh, and he says, thank you. Okay. Well, don't thank me yet. We may have more in common come, uh, come daybreak. And, uh, Mitchell's gonna head back to the ladder. All right. Um, how, how, how subtle is Mitchell trying to be moving back upstairs? Uh, not terribly. Okay. He's, I mean, Jacob's decided that we're going to try and help her. And so he's not sneaking out much as he would like to. So, so yeah, you, uh, you know, you move up the stairs and there's, you know, a slight creaking as you walk up these stairs. And I feel like, you know, even with, even with subtlety out the window, I feel like every time there's a creak, there's probably like a little bit of a, a heart palpitation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, oh, that's that's noise that whatever that is might be able to hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're not wrong. Uh, but you get to the top of the steps, and Jacob is right behind you, and this horror is still in the bedroom, and the sound, the wailing is louder. And there's underneath the wailing, the sound of like things breaking. And I think as Mitchell looks around, he realizes that the room is not the same anymore. Oh, yeah. The fire is out, the table and chairs have like rotten away. There are signs of like all of the like 
glasses and bowls and cups that you had seen around are shattered and in piles of broken pieces around the room. And there is just that sound echoing out from behind the door. Well, Mitchell's gonna cast a look back at Jacob. And he's gonna open the door. And I think when you open the door, you see this horror as it truly is for the first time. And its form is almost human. But it is like a human that has crumpled in on itself to just lay in the fetal position and weep. And it has just all of these arms growing out of it that move this broken human like a centipede. And it just has all of these mouths, just so many mouths, too many mouths that are all open and screaming. And it has too many eyes that are all weeping. And Mitchell's going to step to one side so that Jacob can follow him in. Okay. So the two of you move into the room. And this is probably a a good time uh, for us to uh, briefly explain the advantage pool to our listeners. Because uh, this is about to be uh, an advantage pool scenario. Okay. So basically the way combat works is you build a pool of successes called the advantage pool. And on your turn, you have two options. You can either do tactical actions that increase the advantage pool, or you can do decisive actions that try to advance one of three goals. Destroy. Mitchell can't do that, but destroy is an option for non-Mitchell characters. Redirect. Or outlast. So once all the players have acted, the the opponent gets a certain number of turns. Hopefully one. Because <laughs> it shouldn't be more than party members. <laughs> or the party members are in trouble. Fingers and crossed. <laughs> when, the, when the creature acts, when the opponent or the situation acts, because you can also do a combat against something like a a forest fire or something. Then you can spend successes from your advantage pool to stop the attack from happening. If you have successes in the pool, which Mitchell doesn't have tactics and he has virtually no adaptability. So I am being the kind person that I am. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I'm going to say that you're going to start with two in the advantage pool. Okay. One for the survival check that you made, and one for having Jacob there. Okay. So then, when we roll to form the pool, I'm only adding one die. So... Hiya! It's not a success, so my pool is two. All right. 
so Jacob, I kind of imagine in this scenario, at least Jacob is probably not going to act as a like full party member, but he will occasionally assist yeah. uh, because he is at least there in some some ghostly form. Yeah. So yeah, so you have a you have a starting advantage pool of two. Uh, so what is Mitchell doing with this odd weeping mass in front of him? Let's. Jeez, I should build up the pool, huh? That would be. Okay. Mitchell's going to roll Daring Humanity. Okay. And he's just going to. He's going to approach. And his goal here is to redirect. Because he can't destroy. <laughs> it's not in his nature. And. But he's going to try to build the assist pool by just talking to her. Okay. So let's roll three dice. Hiya. Okay, so we've got two successes there. Excellent. So that moves the pool up to four. Yeah. That's getting good. That's a, that's a yeah. healthy advantage pool. Yeah. So what is what is uh, what is Mitchell saying to her? What kind of things uh, is he? Yeah, that it is like that. It is all right to cry, and that it is all right to mourn, and like you have a chance to be reunited now, though. Um, all right. So I think as, as you tell this form that it's all right to mourn, at least for now, it's, it's weeping begins to intensify and it becomes this just loud echoing sound in Mitchell's head. Just this weeping from so many mouths and eyes and it is going uh, to do two damage. Two damage to Mitchell. With this kind of psychic. Okay. Uh, what would it cost for that not to happen? Uh, that is a good question. Is it? What is this standard cost? Isn't it? Is it double that or half that? Usually for something that does two damage, is it two damage to, well, I guess usually I'm costing for parties, so two damage to everybody is costed differently than two damage to one person, but there's only Mitchell, so mm, usually for one person, it's like two or three for to avoid two damage. All right. We'll say two for now. This is still a pretty minor. Mitchell's going to take it. All right. Mitchell's Mitchell's gonna Mitchell's gonna take two damage. He's going to just be okay with with all of the feelings that are happening right now, not the least of which are happening to him. <laughs> He's experiencing some feelings of his own. Understandable. So he he takes the two damage. So he has yeah. eight eight the hit points left. Yep. And his scatter is five, or three, correct? Four. Four. Because he also used good omen. That's right. 
Excellent. So yeah, this thing is is just the weeping is intensifying and it's loud and it's just getting into the crevices of your brain. So what does uh it does only have one action. I'm not I'm not a monster. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm glad you're not a monster. So it's Mitchell time. It's Mitchell time. What's the difficulty to advance redirect here? Because whatever it is, subtract three because Mitchell's a pacifist. (laughs) And that's how that... Yeah, there's an upside to Mitchell not being able to destroy. And that's that redirect is always easier for him. Yeah. Uh, So it is... A uh, four difficulty then. Oh, so it's is a four for Mitchell, seven for normal. Yes. Okay. I'm just gonna say because he, I've I've done fights with this character where it was four for normal, one for Mitchell, and that was very fun for me. <laughs> not as much for the GM. Yeah, it is not. It is not quite uh, that easy for someone as lovely and kind uh, and empathic as Mitchell. Uh, this is not uh, the best of fights. Okay. There's a lot of emotion here to absorb. I need to find a way to be extremely, extremely lazy. <laughs> but I don't have to worry about that right now. Um, Are the spell pieces here the same? So, uh, they have changed a little bit. No more honey? There is no more honey, sadly. Let us say it is darkness. That howling is here now, like very present and endless. Okay. Are the three very apparent ones. Um... Okay. Can I pitch you on something? I'm here for it. No way. No way. Uh Oh, this is Oh, maybe not yet. Maybe I should be more tactical about this. <laughs> That's the problem. I love tactical combat, but I always get get Okay. I think Mitchell is going to cast a spell upon the horror. All right. The name of this spell is... The name of this spell is Finding Darkness. I like it. What he is going to do is kind of quite literally, like, try to cast a spell that is going to enable this horror to find darkness sleep okay to find rest to to find the great darkness that awaits us all i like it i think i'm just gonna spend four scatter go up to eight and just plain old advance redirect once uh that works for me okay so i think as you cast this spell some of its eyes Some of its far too many eyes begin to, like, droop and close as you advance uh, the redirect. All right. 
Okay. Uh-oh. Your turn. Ah, uh, what does it do? I think its natural response to this is it it, it is angry now. Oh. And it's trying to use this anger to wake itself up because it is afraid of the the darkness. The the darkness that you are trying to usher it towards. And so I think it leaps at you. Ah. Biting at you with its so many mouths. And I think this one isn't going to be quite as bad as the, the for Mitchell, at least as the 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 attack on his empathy that is the weeping. So I think this is only one damage, but I am going to say that it would cost two points to negate it since combat is not Mitchell's forte. No, he's so bad at combat. He's not He's not a fighter even against monsters. It's not a moral thing. He just doesn't really know how. I think I'm going to spend... No, I think I'm just going to take one. All right. I think Mitchell's going to gonna take the hit. He's got three. He's, he's down three HP. That's not terrible. It's not the worst. It's... Uh, so this thing just leaps at, at Mitchell and starts starts biting and lashing out with all of this rage and anger, uh, trying to keep itself awake and away from the darkness. And it's Mitchell's turn. It's Mitchell's turn. I'm going to pitch you on something. All right. If Mitchell takes a minute to avoid the combat and not do the combat and use sensitivity focus to try to find more spell bits, can I use sloth? I think that's fair. Yay! Because that finishes Mitchell's key. Yes, it does. So while I figure out what the last couple of spell bits are, I guess you have to roll first. One success, two edge successes. All right. So let me think. So with one success, I I will, I'll let you know, I will give you one additional spell phrase. Yeah. If, uh, if you want to get those edge successes to get the rest of the spell phrases, I would allow it. But particularly with Mitchell being sloth-like in this moment, um, I would say that the horror gets two actions this round. Oh, no! Good thing I didn't spend anything from my pool. Something tells me I'm about to need it. Okay, you're on. All right. So let's see. You are going to also get Windy. Okay. Oh, let's bring this into Whisper Goat. Whisper Goat. And you know, I think this makes sense in this moment too. Automata. 
Okay. Alrighty. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's your turn. Oh, so what does... What does... What do I do with two actions? Probably hurt me. I mean, it's probably... It's not gonna be great. No, probably not, huh? Um... So I think that as... As... Mitchell is kind of trying to tap into the surroundings. Part of the problem with that is that after a hundred years, this this horror has become like part of the surroundings. And by just trying to like focus on the world around you, Mitchell kind of feeds it some extra power and it lets out this awful hideous blood-wrenching scream of despair that is so strong that it actually like it starts to push Mitchell away and so I think it is going to do three points of damage and knock Mitchell over. Three points of damage. What do I do to avoid this happening? I would say if you want to spend the four points in your advantage pool, you could avoid the damage and the getting knocked over. Yeah, but then whatever you want to do happens for sure. Okay. Because I I don't think I want to take three more damage is the thing. Okay, I will spend the four. And what else does it want to do? I think that with that, now it's frustrated that it didn't the thing it did didn't like its big move didn't work. And I think it just again kind of charges at Mitchell and kind of throws all of its weight, all of these too many limbs and mouths and eyes against Mitchell to knock him over. Oh uh, no. Mitchell doesn't fall down. I can't do anything about it. But it does not do any damage at this point. Like, it's just frustrated more than, like, trying to, like, really hurt Mitchell. Okay. Let's, uh, I guess we have to build the pool back up. Hmm. You do have so many spell pieces now. I do have so many spell pieces because when you finish your key, two things happen. First of all, you get a scattered refresh. Yay! Mitchell's back to ha- back to having all the pieces of Mitchell back where they belong. Second of all, you gain access to your signature spell, which actually Mitchell is about to cast. What is Mitchell's signature spell? I'm excited. I think what Mitchell is going to do here, and this is this is a danger, but I think Mitchell is going to try to advance redirect twice, which is to say spend eight scatter. Okay. 
And Mitchell is going to cast his signature spell, which is Guiding Way. I like it. He he is lying on the ground when the surroundings are bathed in sunlight, which comes from anywhere and everywhere, and begins to shape into just like a physical, but also metaphorical path into the darkness. I love that. And I think for... I mean, with eight scatter, I am actually going to give you, uh, in, in, as this kind of bright pathway into oblivion appears, having just spent eight scatter to push redirect twice, I think that this round, the horror is actually not going to act. Oh, good. Cause I, I could have been in trouble. I think that with that, it's not going into the light, but I think it's distracted. It's like looking kind of quizzically all of these like multitude of bright blue eyes, that same bright blue of Marjorie's eyes are now like fixed on this pathway and they are distracted for a moment. And I think Mitchell is going to now roll to try to increase the pool Z. Okay. Because I don't get another scatter refresh, so... And your scatter's real high. It's real, it's real high. Mitchell's not all inside of himself anymore. But I'm going to roll Understanding Spirits. I like that. I'm going to roll Understanding Spirits to add to the pool. Why is it all twos? I get nothing. Oh, no. Mitchell is groping around in his understanding for literally anything he can say to to Marjorie to help this situation. And he can't. He's got nothing. He just blanks. He just stares into the middle distance. It is a lot to deal with right now. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to real quick... I'm going to give you... Roll one more die. Oh, it was a six. Excellent. So uh, that will be at least one in the the advantage pool. I think particularly with you trying to like really help understand the spirit and also help the spirit understand. I think that Jacob is helping you, which gives you the extra die. Yeah, my friend Jacob. So he is like, you know, as as you are trying to grapple with this spirit in a sort of empathetic sense, I think Jacob is just like saying like, mom, you have to like it, it's it's over. It's been over for so long. Like, please, please just be at rest. But the horror is not quite ready to be at rest yet. Oh, it's probably ready to to hurt Mitchell, huh? It is particularly since Mitchell didn't really do a whole lot to like get up or get away from it. It is uh it is going to try to bite Mitchell again. And this time it is sort of enraged by both you and the ghost of 
Jacob trying to convince it it is no longer needed. So I am going to say that it's going to bite for two points of damage. Yeah. That happens. Puts Mitchell at five. Okay. All right. Now it's a raise. You, you know, you've you've got three advances on redirect. You're at half health. Like, yeah, we're you granted your scatter. What? Do you, let me ask r- briefly. Uh, being now that Mitchell is at eight scatter, does this have like a physical appearance to it, or is it for Mitchell just more of like an existential thing? Like he feels himself scattered. Oh, this is this is something that that I've uh, yeah. Mitchell is very much like a teenage stoner when he scatters. I like it. His brain goes out the window. He cannot focus. He can't keep a thought for more than a couple seconds in his head. He uh, is brain empty. His brain has leaked out his ears. He doesn't have it anymore. He spends even more time staring into the middle distance than usual. (laughs) Oh, Mitchell. He's just... He's doing his best and all he wants is chips. But Marjorie doesn't have any chips for him. She only has biting. It's true. There's just, there's a lot of, she has plenty of teeth. uh, If Mitchell wants some teeth. Mitchell doesn't want teeth. He just wants. Okay. So it is Mitchell's turn. I'm gonna roll. Sensitivity spirits. All right. And I'm going to give you the extra die again from Jacob. He is. Yeah. He's, he's picking up what you're putting down and trying to aid you as best he can. And like sensitivity spirits. Honestly, Mitchell is just like. Observing. He's trying to, he's trying to gain an edge by like watching her movements watching the way she reacts to things and trying to trying to get some kind of upper hand because if we don't get things in the advantage pool, we're going to get eaten. Oh, yay! Oh, good job, Mitchell! What a good boy. That's four and an edge. Oh, wow. Yeah, he rolled good. I finally decided to just roll the one stat he's good at. That's that's how you do. Yes. So four four more points right now. Five, maybe six. Awesome. Oh, uh, let's see. So I think the bargain here, if you want that extra success, is that you know this could be good or bad. I suppose the the horror is going to turn. It's many, many eyes on Jacob. Oh, I don't want that. I like Jacob. No, I'm just going to keep it at five. All right. That's still a a rousing success. Yeah. Mitchell is right now a little bit scrambled. And so, like, Jacob is very firmly in the category of must protect. And I don't think Mitchell has realized that is ghost doesn't need protect. (laughs) Makes sense. There's some more math that Mitchell hasn't done. So I think what we are going to see here 
is the manifestation of the sort of rage that we saw hints of in the other room where this horror is going to attempt to pick Mitchell up Ah! and throw him across the room and smash him like Mitchell was one of the glasses or plates or bowls that Marjorie destroyed in her grief. Don't smash Mitchell. So I am going to say that this attack will do two damage. And I don't, not sure if this is a viable thing within this system. I don't want to necessarily say that like Mitchell's going to lose his entire turn, but being thrown against a wall, I think that maybe the next roll you make will be at one die less. Yeah, okay. Just from being kind of dazed uh, from being smashed against a wall. Oh yeah, that's totally valuable. So two damage and a one die penalty on your next roll. Or you can spend two points from the advantage pool. Thing is, I'm gonna need those points. It is a, it's a tough, it's a balancing act here. Yeah, Mitchell is going to Mitchell's gonna take two. All right. He's just gonna he's gonna let this happen, and well, it's not him letting it happen. It's me, cat, letting it happen to him. Because Mitchell has been observing her very closely, and he thinks he's quick enough. And he th- he's pretty sure he knows her movements, but this one gets him. He was not expecting to be picked up. He was not expecting her to be able to pick him up. And he just got sent for a ride. Right across the room, and it's this weird, like, her form is still just this kind of fetal humanoid form, but it's got all of these arms and legs. Uh, And it just kind of rears up and grabs Mitchell and with just a howl of rage tosses him across the room. And Mitchell is going to roll. I mean, we're going to roll Daring Spirits. All right. By which I mean, I'm going to roll two dice, not three. And he's going to try and redirect. Hey, I got a five. Okay, I got one success. So I'm going to take three from the pool. All right, so that leaves two in the pool. Cool, very good. Not terrible. And puts you at four out of five on your redirect. It does. So we're getting, Mitchell's getting close. He's going to just. I mean, both, both to this and to death. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to stand up. He's going to kind of dust himself off and shake his head and say, it's like, it's okay. You don't need to be angry anymore. You don't need to be afraid anymore. You can be together again. And I think, particularly because it's getting so close to the five, five redirect, it, it like, there is a lot of rage and pain and sadness still. But it seems to be getting a little worn out. And the cries turn almost to, like, hoarse sounds. That sound of like someone who has cried so much that they are just out of energy to cry. And what does it do? I think at this point, it, like, because it is starting to get worn out, it 
kind of like it rears up and it like it has realized that this this person uh Mitchell in front of it is is a very sensitive individual um and I think it is going to as it's nearing the light so to speak it is just sending this like blast of as many emotions as it can oh no not feelings at Mitchell and just all of this rage and pain and sadness and loss and we are going to say that that's going to do two points of damage or you can spend uh, two from the advantage pool. Oh no. <laughs> I know how this ends. Okay. I'm going to take two damage. I'm going to go to nine. I've taken nine damage. All right. You got one, one lowly HP oh, no. left. It gets worse. It gets worse. I know what I'm doing. Mitchell's going to cast a spell. Okay. He's going to take the two successes from the pool, wiping out the pool. Okay. And two scatter, causing him to nap time. Mm-hmm. And he's going to cast Endless Sun. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to just completely illuminate this horror and Jacob and the room and just like bathe everything in a calming, soothing, warm, golden light. And then uh, promptly fall unconscious. And then promptly pass out, yes. But he's going to use that four to finally advance redirect. And then he's going to fall over. I like it. And hope it worked. (laughs) So you just let out this blast of light and you see the silhouette of this form just blasted in bright light, almost looking like a, like, shadow puppet. And then darkness sets in. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I can't believe I got a scatter refresh and overscattered anyway. Yeah, that's impressive. And I, so I think there is this sort of eternal, what feels like an eternal darkness that poor scattered Mitchell lives in for a little while. Although Mitchell might like it. He is a slothful boy. He's taking a well-earned rest. And the first thing that Mitchell kind of, that kind of returns to Mitchell, the first physical thing is this feeling of like, Maybe maybe it's a, a warm breeze. Some kind of warmth on his face. And then, like, maybe it's rain. Maybe there's a storm. There's some kind of moisture on, on Mitchell's face. And Mitchell opens his eyes. And he is... Face to face, staring into the eyes of a whisper goat that is licking his face. 
And there's the jingle of a bell. You tried to warn me. And it nods. A very affirmative nod. And I think where we will end this is I would like to ask what Mitchell sees that alerts him to the fact that Jacob and Marjorie passed on. I think, I think that the, there was a tree in the garden that was like a well-maintained, just like a nice tidy little fruit tree of some kind. And now it is much larger and its boughs are spreading out and it has fruit dotting its branches and there's another smaller tree next to it that must have grown sometime in the interim that is also flourishing and the fruit are much smaller there, but they're both trees are, have been growing wild for a long time as if they always had been. I like that. And that's where we will, uh, we will wrap up. I think that's a beautiful image to end on. Yay. Oh, well, thank you very much for playing with me. That was fun. Yeah, thank you. This game is... I, I love this game so much. Uh, I liked it just on the page. Um, and getting to play it, it is uh, really a, a slick game. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so if people like what they heard, they can head over to uh, peachgardengames.itch.io. Mm-hmm to grab the playtest version of this. Yep. Where else can they find you just as a refresher? You can find me on the podcast Sword of Symphonies. I am the host king. I'm the GM when I run Heroic Chord for my good cool friends. You can also find both the podcast and the games at peachgardengames.com the, This is an open playtest. Manual is completely free. Download it. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. I definitely uh, recommend picking it up and playing it with your friends because it is uh, it's a wonderful game and kind yeah. of a, a refreshing and interesting way to play sort of epic fantasy game. Aw. And I must, I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. I cannot stress this enough. Tell me all about it. Tell me what... Excellent. Tell me about everybody's characters. Tell me about all of the spells they cast. I want to hear literally everything. <laughs> yeah, head over to Twitter or the emails uh, and and make sure that you tell folks or tell Cat about yeah. this experience because it is it's a very good game uh-huh. um, and you should play it. We recently opened up the Heroic Discord, so um, if you check out Peach Garden RPGs on Twitter. I think either in our either in our bio or our pinned tweet, we've got a link to an invite to the Heroic Discord. Pop on in. Join a game with us. That is that's awesome. I may have to to join and see uh see if I can get in as a player because I would like to I would like to see this from the other side. Of course. This has been a bla- we have a we have a tradition on we have a tradition on sort of symphonies that we call memory time. Which is at the end of every session, we share what we remember the most. I like that. That's a good, uh, 
a cozy way. Yeah. So what? Let's start with you as the player. What do you remember most? Um. Oh, like from a from a from an images perspective, when she opens her mouth and it's still got blood in it, I was like, I cat, <laughs> I cat shuddered. Like Mitchell did, but Cat also was like, oh god. <laughs> I uh, as a horror GM that like part of me feels bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but as someone who runs horror, that's also I talked to someone who like, who I knew in person. Who was like, I listened to the first episode of your podcast, and it was very good, but it gave me such terrible anxiety that I had to turn it off. Oh, dear. And I was like, I, like, Blaine, your friend, feels terrible, and I am so sorry about that. Blaine, the hard GM, uh, is like, oh, that's, I feel like that is a good, uh, good promotional tagline for this uh for this podcast here's the difference between our podcasts because my friend told me that she keeps trying to listen to sort of symphonies but she keeps passing out because my soothing voice puts her to sleep oh no and i'm like on one hand i'm glad that like i'm glad that i can help you get to sleep but on the other hand please listen to my podcast he's like you know drink a cup of coffee beforehand and then put it on <laughs> so that's that, that's the difference between our vibes i guess yeah i guess uh i guess that is one of us uh one of us causes sleep and one of us causes crippling anxiety <laughs> and i guess neither of them are podcasts that our friends are capable of listening to oh ah ah what about you? What's your what's your favorite memory? I I really love uh, basically all all of, but particularly like all of the interactions between Mitchell and Jacob. Yeah. Um. I really like. I really like when Jacob followed Mitchell and like the conversation they had before heading back. Uh, just because it's like a really beautiful like that level of empathy that Mitchell has made me very happy. Aww. And again, the dichotomy of running a horror podcast, like I felt terrible <laughs> that I was dragging Mitchell back into that cottage. But that empathy was really beautiful. Ah, yay. Well, thank you again for coming on. This was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, this game was wonderful and it was wonderful to play it with you. I had a great time. Uh, and chat about it. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. I uh, I hope you have a wonderful night. Yeah, you too. You take care. Thank you to Kat for designing such a cool game and agreeing to let me run a spooky version of it. And thank you to you for listening. If you like what you heard, check out Heroic Chord over at peachgardengames.itch.io. It is still in playtest mode and it is entirely free. It is such a cool game, and I cannot recommend enough that you check it out. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join me on August 20th for the start of Haunted Hills Academy, a really cool Powered by Fate game by Jeffrey Hayes, coming to Kickstarter in October. Until then, remember that you are strong. You are beautiful. And you are not alone.
from the 